Welcome everyone to the Avetona Daf Yomi Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Nun Vav. We'll begin on Nun Vav Amud Alf at the words Yativ Rav Chanina. Four lines down in the page. Today's Daf is available. Kindly contact Mr. Um, Fred Rudy for sponsorship opportunities. Says the Gemara. Yativ Rav Chanina Kamei De Rav Yanai. Rav Chanina was sitting in front of Rav Yanai. V'kama Halacha Kriya Azar Ben and he said that the halacha follows the Bi'lazar ben Azariah. Namely, in the Machloket in our Mishnah, we had a Machloket whether or not a woman gets the full Ketubah if her husband dies or, or divorces her from the time of her Elusin, the first step of Kedushin, of marriage, or only from the second step. Tanakama says she gets it immediately from the first step. And the Bi'lazar ben Azariah says no, rather... She gets it only only after the nisuin is done. So anyway, the Gemara says that the halacha is like that. Rav Chanina said that the halacha is like that she does not get the money if she was only engaged. So he told him back, "Puk kari lebra, go read your words outside, but don't read them in here. We don't hold like We hold she gets the money right away." And rather, So Rav Nachman now said in the name of Shmuel, But Rav Nachman, when he quoted himself, that was when he quoted Shmuel. But he says, So Rav Nachman's quoting Shmuel that he disagrees with him, but he's disagreeing with Shmuel. He says the halacha is like, in the name of Rav Nachman. So you see me leave a machloka what Rav Nachman holds. Does he himself hold like Rav Nachman or not? V'afal gav delat Rav Nachman l'ama kol deyna dedayin k'rbi'a Rav Nachman And even though Rav Nachman gave a curse and said any judge who judges like Rav Nachman and does not give the girl the ketubah from the time of the Erosin. Hachim haven, this is what, listen, this is what's going to happen to her which means that something not is going to happen to the guy who rules like this. Still, says the Gemara. By Rabbein, Rabbein asks the question. What would be the halacha if the lady, assuming we go to Rabbeinu, and of course, of course, the lady is not entitled to the Ketubah until the Nisuin. But now we want to clarify, at what point exactly do we call her a Nisuah? Do we say, as soon as she un- enters under the Chupah canopy, she's a Nisuah? Or do we really mean that she has to have actual relations in order for her to be eligible for the Ketubah, full Ketubah money? Do we say, Chipat Chupah, Assuming that a, per, a husband only intends to give his wife this extra benefit of the extra ketubah money only after Nisween, is it the fact that she agreed to enter the chupah with him that gives him the goodwill to want to give her the money? Or perhaps it's the fact that she agrees to have bi'ah with him relations is that's what makes him want to give her the money. 
Tashma will bring a proof. The Tanya Nabi Yosef Rav Yosef says, <coughs> there's a brighter that follows the following. Now, the brighter is a bit cryptic, but we're going to try to figure out from it which side is correct. Says the brighter. In this language, different than the Brighton, Rabbi Azamazia's words were that he only wrote her the extra because of the lovingness of the first night. Now, now we're trying to clarify what that Brighton means. If you say that the, it's the actual chupa that makes him want to give her the extra, that's what we call the, the first night. Which means If it's the bi'ah that causes it, well, relations happen more than just the first night. Hopa is only a first night thing. Bi'ah is a very is a, is is an, is a common occurrence. Why would we call it the first night? So that seems to be a proof from this brighter that actually she gets the money immediately from the time of the chupa. Where it says, El amai, chupa, you want to claim it's chupa that's kona? Oh yeah? Chupa belilia ita It can't be chupa because chupa can be on, in, the, in the afternoon or the night. Whereas bi'ah is generally in the night. And therefore, we're assuming that it cannot be, it cannot be Hopa, because since it's specified Lila, Lila would indicate Bia, versus no, not necessarily. Ulatamech, according to your reasoning, Bia belilia ita ubiyamamalita. Do you mean to indicate that, that relations can only take place at night? Vamarava, imaya. Havel says that it's mutar to have relations during the day so long as it's a dark house. And therefore, therefore, the brighter can handle being bi'ah or chupa, and therefore you have no proof. Halo kasha. Olech ala kamash malam. The bi'ah belilia, el chupa kasha. Said no, not necessarily, because he wanted to do normal things. Yes, there is exceptions that a person can have biyah during the day, but for the general general populace, it happens at night, and therefore, therefore, it's logical that it means night because night is really the time of biyah, and doesn't mean chupah because chupah could be any time. So why would you call it that? says it could really be chupa. Why? Because since chupa is done for bia, then it's normal to make the bia at night, which is after the chupa. And therefore, when we said laila harishon, we mean the chupa that takes place before the bia on the first night. But really, it's chupa, perhaps. That gets you the money. Says the Gemara. Ba'i Rav Asher, Rav Asher asks the questions. What about the following question? Mer 
wants to know that if a person enters the chupa, the girl goes into the chupa, she did not have her period yet, and then she gets a period after she goes into the chupa. Being that that happens, she's not going to be able eligible to have relations that night because she's a nidah. If we learn that it's the 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 good feeling that he gets when she agrees to go to the chupa with him, maybe that's only if it's a chupa that he could do bia. In other words, maybe the reason why he's willing to give her the money is because she agreed to go to chupa, which is a which is a first step towards a bia, and that's enough for him. But maybe this girl, who agreed to go to the chupah with him, but it can't be a first step towards a, uh, towards a, uh, an upcoming bia because the bia is delayed, because the nida. Oh, dimalosh. Now maybe it makes no difference. Maybe the fact that he goes to the chupah, even though the bia is going to be delayed, still he wants to give her the money. The more leaves off with the tiku, and we leave this for the yahu and nabi. So the gemara be down there. In the Mishnah we said, if he wants to write her a star with a ketubah for 200, right? And she wants to let him off the hook by writing back a receipt that says that I accepted 100 even though it's a fictitious receipt. She never really received the money. Or by Amana, she has the right to do with the way the normal... Um, Kitubah is 100. She has the right to say, I accepted 50 from you, even though it's erroneous. She's not accepting the money. She's doing this in order that he shouldn't want, not want to marry her. If the guy is uh, a, a poor guy and the prospect of possibly owning 200 shoes is too much for him to want to marry the girl, she can make his life easier by writing him a receipt for 200, for 100. And this way, it went down. Or in 100 Kitubah, she could write him a seat for 50. So it says that was the Mishnah. Now, the Gemara is asking a question on the Vidan Mishnah. How can you say that he's that she's able to write him a, a, a receipt? The Does Rabida really say that we generally write receipts? I thought he says he's against receipts, because in the Mishnah it sounds like she's supposed to write him a receipt. For half the ketubah price. I thought he doesn't agree with writing receipts in general. How do we know that? Because we learned to the Mishnah. If you fellow who borrowed $300 and he returned $150. says that he has to take the star from the Malva, rip it up, the 300 one, and then write a new one for 150. But don't write, according to the Buddha, don't write a receipt for the 150 because then it's a problem. Because if the lender writes a receipt that I received 150, now, since the lender still has the original document, it's the onus is on the borrower to watch this document to protect himself and his kids from any claims that he might still owe the money. 
And therefore, according to the Bidah, we don't force this guy. I don't have to hold the money. I can ask you, change the document anymore. Now I paid you half, I want you to change the document. And if you see, says you write a Shovet. So you see over here, that Bidah himself does not agree to writing receipts because he doesn't want to put the onus on the borrower to hold the receipt forever to prove, this, prove that he paid part of the loan. But how come... How come it works like that? <laughs> so how could it be done say such a thing? <laughs> Says the Gemara. I'm Rabbi We're talking about a guy who writes the receipt on the actual promissory note. So on the note that says that he owes the money, he writes the money received one fifty. This way, he doesn't have to watch it because. The person who's watching it is the Malva because it's written on the promissory note which the Malva has to watch. Abaya Amar, Abaya, this is a different answer. Even if you don't write the, the, the receipt on the actual promissory note, in the case of you paid half of the, of the debt, he definitely paid it. And therefore, so it says, it makes sense when you paid part of the loan. He definitely paid the number, the, the, half the money. And therefore, if he writes, if, therefore, if the lender writes a receipt to the love, uh, he's worried, maybe he might lose it. And then, then, the, then the, we're worried that the, the lender will bring out the regular star and he'll end up collecting the 150 twice. But over here, when she writes, I accepted. When it's a one The husband will de- definitely gave him that piece. He didn't, he didn't actually give her the 150. She's just saying that you gave me 150 in order to make it nice to him. If the guy watches it, great. In other words, we have a problem with receipts in a situation where the receipt, where writing a receipt might cause a guy who paid to actually have to pay double. But in the case of the girl whose husband didn't want to marry her with a 200 ketubah and she writes a receipt for 100 ketubah, this guy is a deadbeat anyway. He's supposed to write 200. She wants to make a nice number, so she's writing him a receipt of 100. But guess what? If he loses the receipt and he has to pay a full 200, big deal. He never paid for it anyway. It's okay if he pays the full 200, even if the shiva gave him, because he's the one who lost, because he lost the document. We're worried when a guy actually paid money, he shouldn't lose the money. But here he doesn't lose the money. So says the I know why Abai didn't learn like Rabbi Yirmiya. Because it doesn't say that you wrote the receipt on the side. He doesn't want to say that talking about letting the on the side. Why did he hold like a buyer? The reason is because we have a gezira. We're worried about this type of shover because of the other shover, which means we don't let you write a receipt in this case because we're afraid if you write the receipt in this case, you'll also write a receipt when the guy actually paid the money, and that's the problem. So the Gemara asks the question, it sounds like in Mishnah that the only way it works that you could lower the price of the Ketubah 
is if he writes it for her. But, but if he admits verbally, and he doesn't actually write it for her, then maybe it wouldn't work. That's what it sounds like. Because the Mishnah says that he has to write, she has to write him a receipt, implying that if she just verbally admits that she received um, half of the Ketubah, it wouldn't work. Um, I, why not? Why wouldn't admitting verbally work? This is talking about something that's, that's a monetary thing. We hold, we've heard the Rebudah in other places, saying that something that is a monetary thing, a condition works, so why wouldn't this work also? Because we learned, if a guy wants to get married on a condition that he, his wife will not be able to claim any of the three claims that a woman could claim against her husband. And those claims are, that he's obligated to her, are She'er Kesut Ona, food, clothing, and relations. So if he says, I'll marry you, but you can't ask for any of those three things, so the halacha is, he's married, and Tanai Batel, Mikudesh of Tanai Batel, which means that he's married and he still has to do all those things. He still has to give her the food and the money and the relations. These are Rumi's words. Ridas says, Ridas says that when it's a monetary thing, then the, the condition can work. The girl can agree to a condition which absolves the husband of paying for her food and clothing because it's a monetary thing. Not, of course, not the relations, that's a not a monetary thing, but he agrees on monetary things that deny him work verbally. And therefore, over here in our case, where the girl is verbally going to admit that she received 50 shekel from the husband, why won't that work? He see you allow verbals? Morris says, no. Kasavar Yudar Bidah holds, since Kitubah is a rabbinic things, sometimes the rabbis are stricter on rabbinic things than the, than the oraitas. And over here, even though Kitubah is rabbinic, the rabbis are stricter than on the oraita. And therefore, mid the oraita, the guy has to give sheir kisut. We allow the verbal to work, the verbal condition to work, and the guy, the guy's verbal condition that he's saying, and I'm only married on condition that you don't have a claim to me on money that works. But over here, since it's the Rabbanan, the rabbis are stricter. So says the Gemara, We know when it comes to fruit, which means that if the wife brings in a, uh, to her the marriage, she brings in her own field from her parents' house that her father gave her. Husband has the right to eat the fruit. And that thing that the husband has the right, he can't sell it, but he has the right to eat the fruit of this field as long as they're married. And that law is only the Rabbanan. And yet, rabbis, even though it's only the Rabbanan, the rabbis didn't strengthen it to be like a Doraita. So why are you claiming the rabbis always strengthen the Rabbanan to be Doraita? I'll show you here where they don't. The time we went to the Mishnah. If the guy makes a condition, if the guy says, I am, he writes a document, he says, I'm not, I have nothing to do with your property, and therefore, he gave in. And he's not going to have perot. He still could have, have the fruits from it. But if he writes, I'm not going to have anything to do with your property and the fruits of the property, 
then the Chachamim hold that it works, and therefore he can't eat the Perot. Ravidah says, no, the Olam will per Perot. Even though he can't eat the actual fruit, because he says he's nothing to do with them, but if he sells the fruit and buys land, and the land that was bought with the fruit money produces more fruit, he can enjoy those fruits. Until he writes her, unless he says, I have nothing to do with your fields and its fruits, or the fruits of the fruits, forever. Then he can't use the fruit. And we hold, in the Gemara over there, on Dafpe Gimel, that when we said that he wrote to her, I have nothing to do with you, it means that he said it verbally. And yet you see that verbally, the rabbis didn't say that the verbal Dermanan cannot work. So why are we saying that the verbal Dermanan by Ketubah, where the guy says, where the girl says that she accepted, the rabbis are stricter. Here, the Dermanan, the rabbis didn't say that. Says the Gemara, Amar Abayeh, L'kol yesh Ketubah, V'lo l'kol yesh Perot. Everyone has Ketubah, but not everyone has Perot. Milta Deshkicha, things that everyone has, and they make it like Doraita. That's why when the girl writes the 50, when the girl says that she says 50 shekel, I got from you, we don't make, we don't, we don't bump it up and make it like it's written. But, because we're strict, Milta Deshkicha, but it's less common because not everyone has Pirot. Lo Asu Avdu Chizuk. The rabbis didn't make a Chizuk for the Devarim. Where says, oh yeah, everything is that true that everything's like that? What about this? The, the, the law of donkey drivers, the donkey drivers are bringing wheat from Amaaretz, and usually wheat from Amaaretz. We're worried that maybe he didn't separate, it, even though most do separate Maser, we're worried they might not have separated Tuma Maser. And you have to separate, you have to re separate the Tuma Maser. In that case, that's very, very common to find these donkey drivers. The rabbis didn't strengthen the words to be strict on it. How do we know? If a donkey driver comes in and says that my wheat is is new and not desirable, and my friend's is old and desirable, mine is not ma'asered already. And my friend is, he's not believed. We're afraid that maybe him and his friend have made up to go to different towns and praise the other person's produce. And Rida says he's believed, and we believe him that the Maaser is separated from his friends, and you don't have to separate Maaser. So you see. That the rabbis are willing. That in every case that's common, Rabbi makes a gizera to be strict over here. It's a very common case that you have a donkey driver carrying the stuff and yet he didn't make gizera. Amar Abaya answers the question. He says, no. When it's a for sure problem of the Rabbanan, like for example, the fruit that, that, the, that they want the husband to have. The rabbi make a chizuk, and therefore they say it doesn't work. Safektiv lehem, but when you have a safektiv lehem, which means over here in the case of Tamai, which we don't know for sure there's a problem, the rabbis don't make an extra chizuk to their words in the safek. 
Rabbi says that even though the rabbis do in the safek, but by Dmai the extra the extra lean because there's barely a safek. Because since most of Amma artists do separate Maaser, it's not even a regular safek. But a regular safek they would. Okay, we're at the two dots. Rabbi says anyone who has less for a woman than a hundred for betula and two hundred for betula and a hundred for amana is bilatzut. Says It sounds like kol pochet. Kol pochet means anyone who makes less, which sounds like afilu betanai. Even if he makes it less in a condition, and it doesn't work. Right, because pochet means you make it less. Not that you actually that it actually works. Pochet means you attempt to make it less. It sounds like he holds that the condition that guy makes to make it less is batel. She still gets the full ketubah. And even though he told her, but therefore, but still, since he told her you're only getting a hundred, she doesn't believe she's going to get the regular one, and therefore the bilat bilat even though it doesn't work, that's what it sounds like over here. So if so, how can it be? We know that a mayor is the one who holds that if you go against the Torah, your condition is knocked off. Which sounds like on the Oraita, it works because he says anyone who goes against the Torah, your tonight is batel. But it sounds like if you go against the Dilabanan, your tonight is going to work. Don't play with those shades, please. Don't play with it. Sounds like your condition will work. And if a condition will work, how come over here the condition is knocked off when the guy says, When the guy says he wants to do less of the ketubah, it's only the Rabbanan. Mars says, you're right. That's because Ramir holds that ketubah is actually the Rabbanan. Tell me what the Rabbanan is. Ramir says, anytime you lower a woman from her number, either 200 or 100, the relations are zenut. Chatz v'shalom. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rashai, he says he's a laru. We'll see what that means in a second. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Ratzah kotev l'butala shetar no shomatayim v'hi kotev l'okotev l'mechamera. If she wants, he writes her a $200 ketubah. She says back to him, I receive, she writes him back a receipt, that, a, a, a false receipt that she received, a hundred for him, and that's okay. Or, la'almana, if it's almana, please don't put it this well, you can't play with the shit, Joseph. It's not really the one. Okay? And he writes for her, and if it's a hundred, and she says, to him, I accepted from you, does you see really say that you're allowed to do less than 200? How can it be? I mean, we have a contradiction. It says, you're not allowed to use uh, a movable object for to secure ketubah. So if a husband wants to secure his ketubah by proving that he's going to give the money, he can't use his car 
as a, a, a security for the ketubah. And if that's true, that you can't use the, the security for the husband. So therefore, for metaltalin, because tikkun olam, because we're worried that maybe you could lose yeah. the, the, the movable object or yeah. it could be worth more. Yeah. Rabbi says the opposite. Rabbi disagrees and he says that he tells, he tells the Tanakhama that there's no help for the world when you follow your, th- your rules because and Ketuvin he says he says that you're not going to help anything by doing this he says because Metaltlin doesn't have a set number and it could go up and down much it fluctuates much faster than Karka now this bright itself that we're quoting is unclear because it seems like they're both saying the same thing Rabbi Yossi saying Tanakam is saying you shouldn't do it and the real thing you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do metaltalin. So what's going on? Sigmar says, Tanakama nami enosin kamar. What's going on? Tanakama is also saying you shouldn't do it. Elav hachikama. This must be what the Gemara is saying. What the Bright is saying. When did we say that we're worried that the Ketubah will go down? That's when the husband doesn't also accept responsibility. That the husband doesn't also say that if this car that I use as security is not here, I'll, I'll cover the rest. But according to Anakama, if the husband accepts on himself responsibility, that if the ketubah cannot be collected from the, from the designated metaltalin object, from the designated car, let's say, that I will cover the balance, then it is okay to, to separate a metaltalin as security. And Rabbi Yossi says, no. Why would you say that if the husband accepts responsibility, that you're allowed to use a car as security? Hello, and ketuvim, upochtin, Still, there's a problem because since it's not the, the, the price of a car will fluctuate and could go down, and we're worried that maybe it'll go down and the woman will lose the ketubah. Even if he's upset, we're afraid that maybe he won't use it. If over there, when you separate it, when you separated uh, metallic security, Rebio, that it might go down. Rabiosi is worried, and he says he can't separate metaltalin. Hacha, in the case of the husband who where he's definitely lowering her amount. Low Koshkin, surely Rabiosi shouldn't let. So why would Rabiosi say you're allowed to lower it? He would never let. Mar says no. Hachi, Hashta, why are you comparing two cases that are not comparable? Hatam over there, lo tahil. She doesn't think. That will go down. And therefore, she doesn't think the car will go down. And therefore, Biosi says that you shouldn't separate it. Right? over here, Yada, here she she did it willingly, and therefore, we would allow it to go down because she's willingly accepting it. We're going to stop over here at the bottom of the story of Ahate, the Rabbi Mechama. Baruch Adonai, the Olam, Amen, Amen.